Well, I cannot believe that I am saying this, but this is going to be my last podcast for the year of 2022. I am so grateful for everybody that tunes in and I am really excited to, you know, just kind of revitalize myself, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Amia and I sat down after our last podcast recording session and we really dove into the podcast down from the cover art to the intro and the music and our plans are to kind of update it a little bit and really reflect more of our lifestyle and really include a lot of that into our season two. And what that means and what that looks like is the podcast show may not be suitable for all ears. Um, as much as I really, really love you know, having a kid-friendly approachable podcast. I really also do (laughs) pride myself on sticking to my authenticity and just kind of being true and vulnerable. And sometimes what that means is a few swear words here and there. And, um, so what we're going to what we're going to do more of is when Amia is featured on the podcast it will um essentially be notated as like a kid friendly episode. Um now I'm going to be honest with you, we are a family that curses and Amia is definitely um around that. So um, does that mean that your child cannot listen to any of the episodes? Absolutely not. But it does mean that, you know, I do need to put that like explicit warning on the podcast label as well as, um, you know, I do want to be approachable, but I also recognize that I won't be for everyone. And I'm also in a growth phase. And what that means sometimes is change. And and vulnerability and honesty. And that's where we're at right now. So Amia and I have decided that since she doesn't love to be on the podcast every single week, that that just makes the most sense. So thank you for um, continuing to follow along. And I am super excited to dive into my final episode of 2022. Let's get started. This is Magic and Monorails Podcast. We're your hosts. My name is Melissa. And I'm Mia. Welcome to the podcast that teaches you how to do the parks differently. This week, I am going to be sharing all of the amazing things that I experienced at Disney and Universal in 2022. And I would even put these as things that I would recommend as a bucket list item for you in the future when you're building your theme park bucket list. When I look back on the year 2022, the most revitalizing and invigorating moment in the parks was back in the beginning of the year with my girlfriend named Kelsey. She is really like one of the longtime friends that I have. I mean, we go way back, you know, to the point where we had butterfly hair clips in our hair and I guess everything that the kids are wearing these days, but that's how far back we go (laughs) back to the nineties. 
and um, she is just so amazing as you know a friend, but also as a businesswoman and an entrepreneur. And I just love seeing the growth of her business. And this trip to me was so. I can't even find the words right now, honestly. Um, it was life changing and. We had amazing breakthrough moments um, and conversations about our faith and God and plans and praying over our future. And she gave me some really amazing insight on how to run social media. You know, I really had no idea and I wasn't really gaining any traction. And she gave me some really simple tools that honestly really inspired me and helped with my social media growth. So Kelsey, thank you. For those of you that don't follow her, um, her Instagram is Kelsey in ketosis. So that's K-E-L-S-I-I-N-K-E-T-O-S-I-S. She is also on TikTok too. But um kind of the the gist of this trip was um and we kind of coined it as a mom's do disney trip so we ditched the kids we flew down to florida and we had the time of our lives and she's like a cold weather girly i can go either way i love sweating my ass off (laughs) um but at the end of the day like this was an amazing trip in so many ways. It was raining, so we definitely had to um, kind of pivot our plans a little bit and wear ponchos most of the day. But I'm going to be honest with you, we got some amazing photos and we only spent like an hour total like taking photos for some content. And the rest of the day was just like fun and playful and just truly bonding. And it was a really good trip for self-discovery. I think... I'm I'm going to be honest with you. I think that I'm in the rarity when it comes to actually enjoying Disney a little bit more without my kiddo when it comes to personal growth. Now, obviously, when I go with my kiddo, I'm focused on her. So that really doesn't happen as often. I definitely learn things from her and I grow on each one of our um, days that we go to the parks. But for the most part, I mean, this really really was a pivotal moment in me kind of learning how to express myself and um, kind of to break the trip down. You know, we had the flight down. We had a few cocktails before the flight. We got ready together. We wore matching outfits. We coordinated our outfits, but we weren't matchy-matchy. Like we talked about bringing some fun like pastel color sweaters and we talked about doing like a Disney tea day. So we definitely were coordinated, but we weren't matching. And that truly is my vibe. And um, it just worked out so well. We didn't like overstress and over plan. We obviously were on Amazon constantly looking at outfit ideas and Pinterest, but for the most part, it just, it was so effortless in the sense of we were just excited just to be there and the rest fell into place. And that is the one tip that I can give everybody is you really need to just slow down and stop over planning. And it's a little ironic because I have like these tips and tricks that I share on my Instagram, TikTok, and and here on this platform. But uh, and I, you know, I might be putting myself out of a job by saying this, but seriously, stop Googling, stop reading all the blogs, stop watching all of the vlogs, find one person or two people that you genuinely connect with, that you could see yourself being best friends with, that you'd love to hang out at the parks because everything that they do is 
aligned with what you enjoy doing um, and then get tips from them. Stop like Googling XYZ because I'm going to tell you you're wasting your time. Every person that I've talked to and that I've experienced, um, whether it's through my business or you know, through nannying in the parks, which I do part-time. There's a lot of things that I have learned, but the number one comes down to people over planning and being overwhelmed. Um, and those two overs make you feel very underwhelmed in the sense of experiencing Disney magic. So I digress on that. Our week was filled, uh, me and Kelsey, our week was filled with a lot of magic. And the main points from this trip like I said, your bucket list item is do a mom's do Disney trip, ditch the kids, go down for a few nights. We stayed at Coronado Springs. Kelsey is a aesthetic vibe, cleanliness freak. Obviously, Disney is very clean, but would you ever catch her at an all-star sports hotel? Absolutely not. Um, but this was a really good price point. It was so clean. It felt like you were at a, you know, a Mexican or a Spanish resort. And that's exactly what it's supposed to feel like. Um, we actually have stayed there together now twice because we loved it so much. And she came back and she's like, you know what, this is just, this is it. And I would highly agree. It is slept on and people need to, or maybe not because I don't want them to fill up all the rooms, but people need to check it out and experience Coronado. Um, One of the things that we learned also is while we love to have extravagant things, we also are realistic and we did not want to pay the extra $50 a night for a premiere or uh, honestly, I don't even know the name, the term of it because I never do it. I just do a standard room. So we do not worry about the view as much because we knew the resort was gorgeous and no matter what room you stayed in, the view was going to be perfect. And honestly, the standard room, we had an amazing view of like the lake area. So no complaints there. Um, My biggest tip always will be is to work with a travel agent because when they book your room, they can make specific room requests. And when we looked at the Coronado Springs map, we wanted to stay in rooms that were kind of central to everything, but close to the pool for, um, you know, obvious reasons. We, we had kiddos that second trip. So that was important to us. Um, But obviously, like doing a little research and using a travel agent is super helpful because every single time I've had a travel agent put in a request, it has been granted. And I use travel agents multiple times a month. So if that tells you anything, it works and it's it's helpful. And it also puts money into a small business um, owner's pocket. Most of the things that we did on this trip were pre-planned in the sense of at this time, you still really needed to have those dining reservations pre-planned. So we did... um, make sure that we had at least one thing a day. And I will 100% hands down scream it at the top of my lungs to say, do Steakhouse 71 brunch. The all you can drink mimosas or endless mimosas, I think is what they call them. Amazing. It was such a good experience. We had a blast. So we did our dining reservation there. And then we walked over to Magic Kingdom from the Contemporary and we just had a fun girls day. And honestly, it just felt like we were in high school all over again in the sense of like, we just kind of got to be silly and just do things that, you know, you wouldn't be able to do with kids. And now that her and I have done a trip with and without kiddos, we honestly 100% say 
it is much more fun without the children in the sense of if we have anything on our agenda, um, it's going to be difficult to get it done with the kids. And I am all for letting my kids run the roost or, you know, rule the plans. And I typically do that, especially knowing that I want to experience things through through their eyes. Um, But this was challenging because it was Kelsey's birthday. It was Halloween. It was the Wine and Dine 5K. We just had so much planned for the whole family to enjoy, including the adults. And that just wasn't necessary feasible with multiple children. Um, so if you do go to Steakhouse 71, go childless because you want to enjoy those endless mimosas and just go be silly afterwards. We also did the, um, dessert party and the dessert party was so fun. We really, 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 um, enjoyed the whole experience and I cannot explain it in a better way than just saying like you need to experiencing it experience it because I tried to like vlog it and I'm going to be honest with you it wasn't very memorable when I rewatched the video but I think um when it comes down to feelings and when it comes down to something that hits your heart in a good way that's not tangible obviously and that's not something that you can attain and um kind of help people envision through video. So I will say that we closed the place down. We watched the fireworks first and then we went to the dessert party. We enjoyed all you can eat and drink um, beverages and we were the last ones standing. We were so thankful for the cast members there and I basically was like, hey, let us know when we got to go. And they were so into us just having the time of our lives that they literally were like, you can stay as long as you want. We're just cleaning up if that doesn't bother you. And we were like, absolutely, this is great. Um, And then we basically just closed down Magic Kingdom. We got to walk Main Street with like five or six other people. And that is the, those are the moments that make it magical for me. And one of the things that I share with everybody is everyone does Disney differently. That's my tagline. That is what I truly believe. And again, I try to offer different insight depending on, you know, the scenarios and everything. But at the end of the day, there are people who do not enjoy being at the park until close. They're too tired. They don't like it when it's dark, X, Y, Z that is something that truly brings me life. And if I could have it my way, the parks would be open till 2am. And my daughter's the same way, honestly, like the sun goes down and she is a different kid in the sense, like she's ready to rock. She can stay up till 2am and be the happiest camper ever. She'll go to bed and wake up at seven and be totally fine. And it's, that's just how I was also as a kid. That's how I am now. I think it's partially that ADHD brain that we have. Um, but at the end of the day, I cannot express enough like how magical that that moment feels when you are one of the last people left in this entire park and the castles lit up behind you. It is something that, you know, really, again, at least experience at once in your life. Other than that, we, you know, did some simple things too. I introduced Kelsey to Pizza Rizzo, my favorite pizza place. I absolutely love that it comes with a side salad, like a little side Caesar. And she was like, holy crap, this is amazing. Back then when we went, it was only 10 bucks a person, you know, total with plus tax. Now I believe it's like $11.99 or something for a pizza. Still not expensive and 
very um, affordable and filling and the atmosphere is super awesome. I always recommend going upstairs and sitting outside of weather permitting or even just going upstairs and sitting in like the dance floor area. It's just a cool vibe and it's affordable to eat and that is in Hollywood Studios. We also just kind of wandered around. We really didn't plan our schedule too much because we just wanted to kind of see what it felt like just to kind of be in the moment. And that's something that, you know, as parents, as well as, you know, being small business owners and being on social media, it's really hard to to schedule those moments for yourself. And that was very important to both of us. And uh, I kid you not, it was probably, again, one of the most life-changing trips to Disney that I've ever had. And now that I live down here, I would say that the magic isn't gone, but the magic has changed. And there's no longer like that buildup of going to Disney. And there's no longer that like, you know, um, feeling of, I don't know even how to describe the feeling, but the feeling's just different and that's okay. And the last couple of months has definitely been a challenge for me to like re-navigate what those feelings are and how they feel and if they even feel good to me. And that's just why I've kind of gotten to this point of, you know, I think everyone feels this way at 20, at the change of the new year coming 2023, that things need to change. And I have pinpointed the things that need to change and the things that are life giving to me and magic fulfilling, so to speak. And one of those things definitely is, is like to share more about my life now that my life does revolve around living near the parks. Before, my life revolved around, um, you know, my small shop and bringing the magic into your home if you don't live near the parks. And while that's still a very big part of me, um, my life more so involves living in the magic and what that magic feels like. And essentially just include all-encompassing everything that is involved in our new Florida lifestyle. I will say... I do miss the excitement of, you know, planning a trip with friends and flying down and experiencing that together. But now they're just going to come visit me here and we'll just plan trips to different places. Who knows? Maybe Disneyland, maybe Disneyland Paris, all of these other opportunities, Aluani in Hawaii. Like we have so many options now and I cannot wait to see what that looks like in the upcoming year. I have a huge bucket list that I'll share with you at the end of this episode. But that is something that now my mindset has shifted and I'm so, so thankful for that. But that trip was the catalyst of my re kind of my, my, my growth, my um, pivot point of now what I want to experience and have others experience when listening to the show and engaging with me on social media. So let's back up and talk about Steakhouse 71. I briefly touched on it regarding the time that I went with Kelsey. I've also gone a few times by myself. I've gone a few times with my husband and my daughter. And then we also went recently in November with Kelsey and her family. And we had a blast. The food, you guys, I don't understand. There are people out there that say, ugh, the food is like so-so, especially for a steakhouse. I disagree. I think that the food is fantastically priced. The service has always been amazing. The atmosphere, top notch. Honestly, the only thing that I don't love about this place is that there's no windows. And I get it. That's kind of the whole vibe. I love windows. I love being able to see outside. I don't care if it's thunderstorming out. I don't care if it's super hot and blazing hot through the window. I just love being able to see the outdoors. I don't like being outdoors all the time, but I like to watch it. 
And I would say that's the only downfall about the atmosphere here for myself. Otherwise, everything is a 10 out of 10. That's like, that is the holy grail to me of all-encompassing experience, great food, great service, great cocktails, XYZ. You name it, it's got it. I would 100% say that this is something that you should definitely add to your bucket list. If you have not been there, do the breakfast or brunch. It's It's got the endless mimosas. And also they have like this little fishbowl cocktail. It's amazing. Just have fun. And I would say that if you had to pick one kind of like higher priced meal that's not a character meal, this would be it. This is something that if I could do it every week, I totally would. Um, when it comes to dining, I definitely have shifted my, my thought process. I used to only go to Kona for breakfast. Kona Cafe is in the Polynesian. I used to only go certain places for food. And now that I live here, I am willing to try a few new things because I can just go home and make a meal if I didn't love it. I'm a pretty picky eater when it comes to temperature of the food, flavors, um, how things mix together. I am not picky in the sense that I only eat a few things. I eat a ton of things. I eat sushi. I eat, you know, raw fish. I eat it all. I do try, you know, the crazier foods, but something, you know, something as much as spending a decent amount of food, amount of money on food, and then being left disappointed, you know, it unfortunately does happen to me quite a bit in Disney. And that's why I just kind of stuck to the places that I knew that I liked. Um, We are creatures of habit at the end of the day. So for me, my goal is to really kind of dive into why I like things and why I don't. And I think that everyone has a different palate and everyone enjoys different experiences. And I've listened to enough podcasts from other people and enough um, vlogs that they've helped me so much and they've really shown me a great experience. But for myself, I just was like, gosh, you know, I don't really relate to the things that they enjoy. And I also don't know what they enjoy. Or one woman um, that I listen to frequently, like she likes sweet drinks. I despise sweet drinks. And so at least listening to her, I know what to stay away from. So really being able to start to kind of break things down a little bit more and be very detailed in my shows is something that I'm excited to do because now I have the time to go experience new things. And I also have the time to reflect on them. And I also have the time to reflect on them if they're not so great and come home and make food and write my notes. (laughs) Like there are so many different opportunities that I have now that I'm really excited to share about. I also mentioned the Wine and Dine 5K that Kelsey and her family joined us to participate in. And as much as I love Disney races in the essence of the experience and the themes and all of the things that they have along the course, I do not love waking up super early. Um, I have done a few now. I've done a couple wine and dines and I've done a princess and I've done a couple with my daughter. And honestly, it has been great. Her and I have enjoyed it so, so much. Um, And I would say that once a year is probably enough for us. That's a very early wake up call, especially if you have a costume or you want to get, you know, ready or whatever the case may be because this isn't your typical race. This is a race that people do dress up for. They do hair and makeup for. And um, if, you know, if that's not your thing or you think that's silly, then Disney races definitely aren't for you. But that's what people look forward to during these races. And um, we love doing them, 
but they're also very expensive. And so I want to feel like I can get the most out of the experience. And my biggest thing with the Wine and Dine 5K especially is it's in November typically and um, the weather is very hit or miss. And last year it was treacherously cold and raining the whole time. This year it was a little chilly, but it was actually pretty comfortable. And you just never really know how to prepare And I think honestly, it's Florida. So let's be real. Any of the races can be that way. But what I will say is that if you have an outfit planned, literally have a backup plan for a cold weather or a hot weather outfit. I mean, if you really don't want to be disappointed in the experience or your photos, like you're going to want to have two different costumes (laughs) because it's just, that's just the nature of the biz, right? It was Florida weather. And also you want to be safe. You don't want to be injured there are a lot of things that I've learned and I did do a recap a few episodes ago where I discussed like race etiquette and everything. I highly recommend you listen to it because there are a lot of things that I think Disney needs to improve on, but it also starts with the participants as well. So if you are interested in doing a race, please go back and listen to that episode. It, I think that it, it gives really valuable advice, but also really attainable and easy, simple advice for people who have never done a race before just basic race etiquette and everything, how to prepare, that sort of thing. Um, I will say out of the races that I've done, which is the wine and dine as well as the princess, I think I would say I prefer the princess. Um, Really, honestly, there's no difference. The course is the same or it has been the same the last couple of times that I've done it. It's in Epcot. One of the things that I was really kind of shocked about was the princess race was not in the Magic Kingdom because it just makes more sense. Obviously, I know that there are a lot of princesses at Epcot, but I just for some reason had it in my head that the race was going to be in Magic Kingdom because I was clueless and I had never done a race before. So those types of things, um, you know, I really, I really would say that the course is the same. Honestly, the experience is the same for the most part. I just think I liked the vibe of the princess, um, 5k better than the wine and dine. Um, I also think that, you know, November is a very busy time of the year for a lot of people. You just finished Halloween, you're heading into Christmas season, Thanksgiving, all of that. And the princess is kind of like a nice break and it's a nice additive to do something to kind of break up your the beginning of your year, especially if you live in like a cold climate, it's really nice to be able to come down here and do that race and experience a little bit of warmth, um, during the winter months. But I think overall, if you have not done a Disney race or if you've not done a race at all, the 5k is where it's at. I highly recommend adding that to your bucket list. If you've not done that yet, I've got two more things to share with you, and these things really honestly surprised me. I never thought that I would be able to A, experience them, or B, even imagine thinking of doing something like this. I joined a random group of people for a VIP tour. Some of these people knew each other. Some of them didn't. It was a group of 10 of us. I was kind of a last minute add-in. They had one spot left, and I kid you not, I was literally like, my life changed. I think I had a lot of life-changing moments this year. I met some of the most amazing people and I really made some good friends and had the best time and tried new things and got to experience the parks differently. We did four parks in one day and it was so awesome. 
I highly recommend going on Facebook, jumping into like a VIP tour share group. It can work out and it can't. Again, people have different expectations. I fully went into this having no expectations besides meeting people and having a good time. And I opted out of a few rides that they chose because I didn't want to do Guardians without my family for the first time. And I also can't do certain rides because of motion sickness. And it was awesome. Like we had a group chat and they asked, Melissa, is there anything that you absolutely want to do? And I was like, no, I really don't have any, you know, any opinions or whatever. And they were just so welcoming and great. And I will say not all people are going to be like that, but um, if you go into it, just knowing that you're just kind of in for a ride and experience, I think that you will have the time of your life. Um, the biggest tips that I can give you, if you do a VIP tour, especially having done a few now, you always, always want to ask, are there any VIP exclusive experiences that we don't know about? For example, for the Festival of Fantasy Parade, you can go on to the top of the train station and they had these really cute VIP popcorn um, boxes and you could and um, they would bring you up like ice cream treats and stuff and you could watch the parade from the top in this private VIP area. Um, there are a lot of those experiences and obviously this is time dependent and park dependent but when planning your trip, I would 100% ask for that in the beginning. Rides, you can experience any time as long as you have a park ticket. VIP experience stuff, like the top of the train station, you can only do during a VIP tour. So my opinion is, is you take advantage of that especially. I also would say that if you are an adult without a child and you are getting plugged into a VIP tour group, I would personally suggest foregoing joining any group with children. Biggest thing is, is it just changes the vibe. It also changes the pace. Um, and I personally don't want to feel like uh, I'm being slowed down because I also feel like time is money, right? And you paid a pretty penny to be a part of an experience and you want kind of you want kind of that fast pace. And that's just obviously me assuming that you're trying to maximize the experience. If you love children, then maybe, and you want to like slower experience, then maybe children VIP tour is for you. But like I said, there are Facebook groups that you can join. I actually met these girls on Instagram. Um, but either way, like it is possible. It is doable. And I highly recommend it because not only did I have an amazing experience, I made nine new really awesome friends. Last bucket list item that I would recommend adding to your bucket list is the, the Halloween party. I have not done a Christmas party yet and that will be added to my 2023 bucket list. But the Halloween party has been something that I've done the last couple of years for my birthday, on my birthday, and I just have the time of my life. It is so much fun. I love dressing up. I dressed as a Loki this year. I was Sylvie Loki. And honestly, I had never dressed up in the way that I did this year. And I, it was so, so amazing. I was stopped multiple times for people to ask for photos with me. I was called Sylvie. I, even a security guy who works like almost every night, he said, he said he'd never seen a Sylvie before. And just those things, you guys, I never thought it mattered to me. I 
I was so happy. It just made such a special experience. And I know that there are people who love to be simple and just wear the pumpkin t-shirt and I love them for that, but that's just not me. And so every year I've like stepped up my game on my costume and this year I put a wig on, which also I highly recommend. I know it gets hot, but then you don't have to do your hair and your hair will not lose shape in the nasty heat. It will stay. And I just cannot express to you how how amazing that experience was. This year, I actually had a few of my best friends and my aunt down here. We stayed at um, Pop Century and we spent my birthday weekend doing all the fun stuff for Halloween and, you know, the festivities and we did the party. And I'm telling you, it was, it was so cool. And the biggest tips that I can give for that are do your research, meaning not do your research, right? But go into the park, grab your map, circle the things that you want to do for the night and go talk to a cast member and ask them where you can get the special magic shots because those were super fun. They had the dancing skeletons on Main Street. And I will also tell you, my PhotoPass photographer forgot about that overlay and I almost didn't get the photo, the one photo that I wanted of the night. And I'm really glad that I asked for it and that I said something because she felt embarrassed, obviously, because she's like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot that we had that option to do that now. Um, but also like it's new for them too. It is something, especially if they're like used to working in the parks and not the events necessarily, they kind of forget about those special overlays that are only included at the events. So having the knowledge in the sense of at least knowing of the things and knowing who to ask and how to achieve them is super important. Um, for the parties only. I think the parties are the only time that I would say do a little bit of research. But again, don't go and Google and check, click every Google box that talks about it. Pick one creator, one podcast, one whatever, and just take notes from there. Honestly, if any of you have questions, you know where to reach me. You can find me on Instagram, TikTok. You can email me. Whatever you need to do, Melissa and the Magic, and I will be happy to answer your questions. Again, I will revert back to using a travel agent. I think that not only do they get paid to do that, but that's something that does bring them joy and it's their job and it creates a connection for you too. So I can always, always suggest some awesome travel agents. Um, A little side note here. I work with multiple travel agents depending on my needs, depending on my friend's needs or referrals needs. I will send them to different agents. So please keep that in mind. I will not just give you a name to give somebody business. I will ask you questions. It's like finding a tattoo artist. I'm not going to just send you to a tattoo artist. I'm going to ask you, what kind of tattoo? Do you want color? Do you want realism? Do you want traditional? There's so many questions that I will ask you before I will just refer you. So please keep in mind, I do not take this lightly. I'm very, very thoughtful and engaged and, and attentive to people's needs. That is something I think being a first responder that just comes naturally to me, no matter what it is, whether it's something like Disney or something that's, you know, a huge deal. <laughs> Disney is a huge deal, but you know what I mean. Um, that's very important to me. And I think that creating those connections is just so valuable. And I will even be more bold to say that I would suggest doing a party by yourself, go solo. And I did that last year and my travel agent was texting me and checking in. And if I felt a little lonely, cause there were times I did feel lonely, she was just a text away and she was so excited for me to be experiencing that. And 
having somebody just kind of helping you along the way was just really cool. And it wasn't a relationship that I was expecting. Um, I was expecting that she just booked it and got my tickets and that was it. And I could message her if I had questions, but she became my friend on that trip and really helped me through the process of having a solo trip. And, So I think to wrap this up, I would say definitely do a Halloween party and if you can do a solo party because I honestly, again, I loved going solo just as much as I loved going with a group of people. Well, let's dive into my 2023 bucket list and I really would love for any and all of your input on if I should add anything in here, but I have a pretty extensive 2023 bucket list, partially due to living here, partially due to now needing to like budget for, you know, adding in all of these extra things. But I have just connected with so many people on social media who have done a lot of things even outside of the Disney parks. And I'm going to be honest with you. I was one of those people who was like, "Ugh, why would I ever do anything outside of Disney or Universal? Well, honestly, (laughs) I cannot tell you how many amazing memories we've made as a family doing things that are not Disney and Universal related. And I will tell you, it is so worth taking a day to do it. And so I have a bucket list of items that I will be doing outside of Disney and Universal. And that includes like Gaylord Palms doing their, you know, um, their holiday event, going to St. Augustine, going to the the gleam and glow event. I have so many things on that bucket list that I will definitely share like as it gets closer to the next year season, but let's take a look at what I plan to do for the entire year of 2023. Starting with doing the keys to the kingdom tour. It's super affordable. It's like $150 a person. Um, I've heard really great things about it. I loved the VIP tour. This Keys of the Kingdom tour is more of like a fact-based tour than rides. I'm actually pretty sure you don't do rides at all. But um, again, I don't over-research stuff. So I, who knows? I won't know much until I show up. Um, I have not ridden Guardians of the Galaxy yet. So that is on our bucket list to do as a family. We just didn't really have time to do it the last couple of months, especially with the boarding groups and everything. It was just too stressful and chaotic. So that's on our list for 2023 as well. We have a fun little um, bound outfit that we've all planned and we've got waiting in our closet for the right time. And then honestly, when it comes to Guardians, the only reason that I know anything about that attraction is because I've overheard people talking about it, but I literally know nothing. All I, well, I do know a few things. I know it goes backwards and I know it kind of spins around and that it's kind of like a screen thing, but that's all I really know. And honestly, I'm a little bummed that I even know that stuff. And (laughs) the only reason that I know that is because I, um, was listening to a podcast episode and they just like with no warning started divulging a ton of information. (laughs) So for me, I mean, I get it. They're like, Oh, this, if you haven't written it at this point, then that's your fault sort of thing. But you know, there are people who don't get to the parks every month or even every year. So I like to be surprised, but that's just me. That is one of my biggest um, list items as far as attractions go. Then I would love to do a dessert party for Fantasmic. Apparently it is my daughter's favorite show. I did not know this. Um, And I think maybe she didn't either. Like opinions and feelings change and it is her favorite now. So I have a really fun outfit plan for that too. We're going to do like red and blue sequined outfits and just go all out and do a really fun experience there. 
I also have Bippity Boppity Boutique booked for my daughter. She is going to be 10 this year or next year. Um, and she's going to get to the age where she really doesn't love princesses very much. Um, I mean, she loves them, but she doesn't really like aspire to be one anymore. You know, um, she's kind of getting into her like badass phase where princesses are too floofy and girly for her. So I'm trying to get her into Bippity Boppity Boutique before she totally outgrows that experience. And I scored a reservation on a day that she has off school. So we get to do a whole fun day together and I'm super excited about that. I also want to experience the Hollywood Studios after dark with my husband. I want to do an adult's night there. Um, I'd like to do Magic Kingdom as well, but Hollywood Studios just sticks out to me more just because you can have a few cocktail experiences along the way. And we do Magic Kingdom a lot and we always have just because when Amiya was younger, that was just like our go-to um, park. But for the most part... We, we still love it, but we just really have been more attracted to like Epcot and Hollywood Studios lately. And Amia too. Like she really actually prefers going to Epcot. She calls Epcot her home park. It's just, it's so funny. And now that I'm experiencing it more and letting her kind of decide more of our park plans, I'm realizing how kid-friendly Epcot is. And honestly, I would even say it's more kid-friendly than Magic Kingdom. Um, because Magic Kingdom, you... <sighs> There's not a lot of diverse rides that all ages can ride. I feel like Epcot and Hollywood Studios, especially with like Mickey and Minnie's and the Frozen Ever After, those are so unique and diverse. It's not like you're on Dumbo or Magic Carpets, you know, spinning in circles. It's got a lot of diverse things for all ages. And so I definitely have started to recommend Epcot and Hollywood Studios to more families with young kids, especially because Magic Kingdom is truly an all-day park, where I would say, especially if you have younger kids, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, that's a half-day park. You can still like not feel exhausted and overwhelmed and drained after you experience those parks. My last thing on my bucket list that I have so far, I mean, I'm still working on this, right guys? But my last thing is, is I will be staying at every single resort on Disney property this year, as well as Universal property. I will be going into the details of the experience. I will not be staying in all room types because that's just not realistic as much as I'd love to stay in the villas and the larger rooms. Um, so they will just be like your typical standard rooms. I will do a one bedroom here or there just to have the space and experience and depending on if we like host a friend or something. But I'm really excited about that. The thing that we did this year that I never experienced, or I'm sorry, that I never thought I would experience is we spent Christmas in the theme parks. It was totally last minute. We have Universal annual passes. We went to Universal and we did have a happy Christmas at the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Amia dressed up in her cloak and we ran, we rode a few rides. It was awesome. And now that we've experienced that, I definitely think that we will be doing the parks for the holidays in the future. And I can't believe I'm saying it because I literally almost did not upgrade Amia's pass to include the holidays at Disney. Um, I'm glad that we experienced that because I'm definitely going to be doing that for her next year. It is so fun and the park was not packed. I'm sure it was because it was a little cold and it was a holiday, but it was something that really honestly especially with us just being kind of alone down here, it just being the three of us for the holidays. It 
was an amazing experience and people were in such a good mood because it was Christmas. And I think this coming year, I will definitely do like a Christmas day check-in at a resort. Um, you know, so like essentially have Christmas at home, but then go to a resort and check in Christmas day afternoon and experience the parks because that was so magical. And again, if you have any, anything you think I should add to my list, please, please, please connect with me on Instagram or TikTok, Melissa and the magic, or send me an email, Melissa and the magic at gmail.com. I appreciate you guys for following me along this last year of ups and downs of me completely changing my life and uprooting and moving to Florida. It has been spectacular and I have made some super amazing friends. So please don't feel afraid to reach out even if you literally just want to say hi and make a friend. I'm your girl. Thank you so much. I cannot wait to launch an updated version of Magic and Monorail's podcast next year in 2023. God bless all.